0: MVP 2 Chicago The new home of the Chicago White Sox ESPN 1000 Welcome to The Fantasy Football Show Now unlike uh, some other organizations we do allow copious amounts of drinking here The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge So if any of you took Doug Martin early there are flasks over there on the table It's The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help Homer's friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago App and 100.3 HD2.
1: Good Sunday morning to you. I hope you're enjoying your holiday weekend. Most folks out there have Monday off tomorrow, so enjoy that extra day as we embark upon football season. I think after yesterday's college football games, it finally feels like we are there. We are in football season as we begin the grind, if you will, of the NFL season. I have a weekly routine throughout the NFL season where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a lot of prep work. And actually, I say Thursday and Friday, but the truth is with Thursday night games, which will be uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Cowboys, kicking everything off this Thursday. If you're a fantasy football player, there's a grind to the NFL season that you need to be aware of. And this kind of gets things going. A lot of people will be relaxing tomorrow or... If you're listening and you are a serious fantasy football player, perhaps you are drafting tonight or Monday or Tuesday or like me on Wednesday because the truth is it really is the best time to finally go ahead and draft your fantasy football team because we have all the information we can possibly have at this point. There's no more real injuries that we can worry about. There may be a few practice injuries that trickle in this week. But at this point, everything's out there, and now it's a fair it's a fair playing field to go ahead and draft and see what everybody knows and put that knowledge to the test. And so we're going to discuss some draft strategies, the best way to approach it. I'll give you some of the players that I've been targeting in drafts and people I will be looking towards to maybe grab in the late rounds on my big draft on Wednesday night. We'll also run through some possible players who are maybe getting a little bit too much love today. And how soon is too soon to actually draft a kicker and defense? Should you even be playing with a kicker and defense anymore in 2021? All that's on the table. And, of course, so are your phone calls. 312-332-3776. That's how you get at me here. During the season, if you're a new listener, I've been doing this for... I don't know if it's nine or 10 years. I have to go check my notes, but it's been a while. I've been doing this on ESPN 1000. I always like to say thanks to Harry Tynowitz, who actually began talking fantasy football at 8am on a Sunday morning, probably 20 years ago now. So I always like to say uh, as at the start of the season, thanks to Harry for having the foresight to get this thing going. And um, I have been uh, humbled to pick up where he left off. And I've been doing this show for, I think nine years now. So Every Sunday morning, here's what we do just to get you in the routine. Every Sunday morning during the football season, I will come up uh, at 8 a.m. on ESPN 1000, and you can listen. You can listen, of course, on the ESPN Chicago app. You can listen on Crystal Clear HD, and you can do all of that. You can listen, and you can also participate and ask me your dilemmas throughout the season, who you need to start what you want to do, you bounce things off of me, we'll have a conversation, and we'll go from there. However, this is the first year we're actually starting the fantasy football show before the NFL season begins. So this is your opportunity. Again, 312-332-3776. If you want to discuss anything about fantasy football, if you're new to the game and you're curious as to how it works, I'm here for you today to explain it all. And also, again, just talk about some draft strategies. If you're, like I said, one of those serious football players, fantasy football players out there, who now has a draft tonight or Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So, again, feel free, 312-332-3776, or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Mellor. And, of course, you can also join the chat in Twitch. We're uh, at ESPN1000Chicago on Twitch.tv. Join the uh, conversation and follow us. Again, ESPN1000Chicago on Twitch. So make sure you check out all the different avenues that you can participate in the show. Now. What I think one of the when you're the quote unquote fantasy football expert, the question always is, all right, how do I approach this? What's the first tip? What do I do? And for me, the first thing I do, I've been playing fantasy football for this will be, believe it or not, my 30th season. And you may say, "Meller, I didn't realize you were that damn old." Now, I don't think I'm that damn old, but I am 40, and I began playing fantasy football when I was 10 years old with my father, back when we would score the matchup with the good old uh, piece of pen or pencil and paper. Went right to the box score from the old Chicago Sun-Times, and on Monday morning, we'd go ahead and compute the score. So I've been playing this game for a long time. I've seen it evolve to the monster that it's become Now that the internet has ushered in an era where everybody has access to their app, to their site. And so you can go ahead and play in in a way now that wasn't possible before, but now has made it so much easier to monitor and track your team that now it's become just an absolute monster in terms of hobbies. So fantasy football, again, here for you, the fantasy football show every Sunday morning. I am Jeff Meller, and I will be here for you. All right, so as I was getting to it, what's the first thing I do? as a fantasy football player, when I'm prepping for my draft. All right, what you do is understand the scoring. Now, this may be very simple, and it may not take much time at all for you. If you're an experienced player and the league you're joining is working off of some default settings, generally on ESPN.com or any of the major platforms, CBS, Yahoo, Fantrax, or several others that are all out there. So, the first thing is to understand your scoring. Are you playing in a standard or PPR format? When I say PPR for the folks out there, what the hell's a PPR, Miller? Points per reception. And the reason that matters is because that dramatically changes the value of plenty of running backs and wide receivers out there. And I know a lot of people assume, "Oh, it's the wide receivers who have the huge boost." And on a whole, I would agree that PPR certainly boosts up the value of the wide receiver landscape across the entirety of the league. But what it actually does is, more than anything else, it really increases the value and creates a tier in terms of the elite players for the running backs, the absolute bell cows who go out there and catch. 100 passes, I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey, of course, who we know if he's on the field, is likely to crack or come close to cracking 1,000 yards in both rushing and receiving. And oh, by the way, catch over 100 passes. So someone like Christian McCaffrey in a PPR format, it's really hard to make the argument not to take him unless you believe or perhaps you're scared off by the fact that he was injured last year. And he is, in terms of just stability. He's, you know, he's a smaller running back in the NFL. And so you may say, well, he's elusive, but if he takes big hits, are you concerned that he's more likely to be injured? That's a possibility. I think that's the only real argument you can make against Christian McCaffrey in a PPR format because there's no other running back who gets the volume of passes that he does. So first point, understand the scoring system of the league that you're in, because if you don't have a handle on that, sure, you can put together a team, but very quickly you will find around the, the margins there that the team, the managers in your league that are a little more astute, will have a huge advantage on you because they understand the scoring format. So, first and foremost, are you playing in a PPR or non PPR? That matters. Another format that has become a lot more prevalent is the Superflex. And if you're asking, what's the Superflex? Well, that is the ability to start a quarterback in your flex position. That's why it's called the super flex. And if you're playing in a 10 or 12 team league and you're in a super flex league and have never played in one before, what this means is all of a sudden the value of your quarterback, just like in real football, now all all of a sudden becomes a lot more important. Guys like Patrick Mahomes will be no doubt First rounders. Josh Allen will be a no doubter first rounder in your league if it's a super flex. I do highly encourage, if you're an experienced fantasy football player who's never tried the super flex format before, I highly encourage you to check it out. What I truly enjoy about the super flex is it gives you the opportunity to go ahead and pick a quarterback in the first round and not feel bad about it because. In other leagues, you can't really make the argument you should be taking a quarterback in the first round. There's just the opportunity cost you're passing up by taking a quarterback in a first round that's a non-super flex league. The opportunity cost of drafting one of those elite running backs or one of the few wide receivers like a Devontae Adams or maybe even a Travis Kelsey who pile up those points. The opportunity cost in drafting quarterback in a non superflex league, it's just too much and it's very difficult to come back. You really have to do... A huge job, a great job drafting if you're going to be able to win your non super flex league by taking a quarterback in the first round. But what a super flex league does is it says, go ahead, draft a quarterback. Because you know what? If you're in a 12 team league, so you got 24 potential quarterbacks taken off the board, all of a sudden there's a lot more value to taking somebody like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or maybe even a Kyler Murray. You can even sneak in an Aaron Rodgers in the first round and not really feel bad about it. So What I like about the Superflex format is it opens up a lot more opportunities to go ahead and kind of change around the draft board. There's um, there's a whole lot of groupthink out there in terms of rankings. And when you're playing in non-Superflex leagues, you give yourself very little room to maneuver. You feel... You have a difficult time going off the board because everybody says, hey, listen, these guys are the top 10 or 12 picks. You really you can't skew for them unless you're maybe picking 12th in a snake draft. And then, okay, you can get a little crazy and sneak somebody in knowing that with the very next pick in the second round, you're probably going to take the quote unquote first round guy anyway. So the truth is, I like the Superflex format because it allows plenty of opportunity to go off the board and not even go off the board. But we all don't have to be slaves to the top 10 cheat sheet that's out there. So, that is why I highly encourage you to go out and try a superflex format if you've never done so, gives you the opportunity to be in a league that is going to have a little bit more diversity in terms of what you're picking. And all of a sudden it becomes a little more fun I think when you can kind of create your own draft board and not be a slave to the cheat sheets that are out there. All right. Plenty more to do here on the fantasy football show. Again, I am Jeff Meller with you starting tonight, starting today, but going forward for the rest of the NFL season, every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. I take your phone calls. We talk fantasy football. We talk about who you want to start. If uh, Obviously, it's not week one yet, so today, your opportunity to hit me up with any fantasy football questions you've ever had that we didn't have time for because we were too busy working on, oh, should I start this running back? Should I start this wide, re- wide receiver? What should I do, Meller? Well, today's your chance. We can go basically any direction you want up until 9 a.m., so uh, make sure you give us a call, 312-332-3776. Don't have this time to generally do it during the regular season, so this is your opportunity to do so. All right, ADP. How do you handle it? What the hell is ADP? I'll explain it all next on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good.
0: Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I
1: start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the
0: bank. I have no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the fantasy football show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
1: on ESPN 1000 talking about fantasy football. I'm Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. taking your fantasy football questions and dilemma and this year we've got the opportunity to give you a little draft prep. Do it before the season starts. Usually things get kicked off uh, during week one or it has in the past. This year Mike Thomas said, gave me the go ahead said go ahead and let's uh, get this thing kicked off early. Let's get people in the routine. Sunday morning you're waking up early. Throw on ESPN, throw on your ESPN Chicago app and uh, pop us on. And we're going to be here for you all season long. Help you win a championship. 312-332-3776. If you've got a fantasy football question for your upcoming draft in the next couple days, we'll uh, bat it around and see what we can come up with. That's how Kevin and Northfield got in. Hey, Kev, you're on uh, the fantasy football show. Yeah, hey, Meller. Uh, big fan. Thank you. Uh, so, 12-person uh, uh, PPR, uh, I, I had the 12th pick. I took Zeke Elliott and
0: Patrick Mahomes, pretty lucky about the Zeke Elliott, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, in my, what would that be, the 36th pick, I took uh, DeAndre Swift. Okay. I was curious how you thought that fell to ADP and uh, what do you think its
1: value is? So, real quick, is I assume it's a PPR, Kev? Yes, it is. Okay, and that's I think that's an important distinction with DeAndre Swift because if you were going to tell me it's a standard scoring, and I'm sure you would not have selected Swift with that pick if it was standard scoring. But a lot of DeAndre Swift's value is derived from his pass catching ability, in my opinion. Where he's very explosive in the passing game, and those are they've it's been proven those are more valuable touches. Generally, when a running back catches the ball, whether it's you know whether it's out in the flat. Or if it's even, you know, somewhere up the field, those are more valuable targets or touches because they're go- going to create longer yardage. You know what I'm saying? So you have a better yeah. opportunity. So in that, in that regard, DeAndre Swift in the 36th is, or I'm sorry, with the 36th pit, a spot is not a reach per se. I am a little bit concerned though, Kev, because Jamal Williams was brought in and I do think he is, I could see a scenario where He is actually going to lead the team in carries. Now, that doesn't mean that DeAndre Swift won't still have value in the PPR format. But I'm a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. I don't feel great going into battle with DeAndre Swift as my second running back. But as you mentioned, landing Ezekiel Elliott with the 12th pick is kind of a a bit of a coup for you. So hopefully it can play out in the sense where you're right. And again, it's not like DeAndre Swift will have no value. In the PPR format, he'll be a plus in the passing game. I just, I'm a little concerned about Jamal Williams' role and the fact that Jared Goff is leading that offense. You know, I've long been a skeptic of Jared Goff, and, you know, I'm curious to see how it plays out without Sean McVay in his ear now. So I don't love it, I would say, Kev. And if there's an avenue to you potentially trading for someone that, you know, you maybe feel a little better about, I would say don't hesitate to go ahead and do it because I am a little concerned if you're relying on DeAndre Swift to be your second running back. All right, All right. right. good luck, Kev. I know it's probably not what you wanted to hear, but I'm going to give you some honest uh, assessment there of how I think it would go. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm not... The whole Detroit Lions offense is a little bit scary with uh, Dan Campbell running things. We'll have to see after a couple of games. Now, I will say this. You've drafted. You don't want to have a knee-jerk reaction to everything. You don't have to go overboard, Kev, and, you know, move hell and high water... To land a second running back and completely dismantle the rest of your team and potential depth, you may have. I would say explore with your other team owners. Hey, who's it? Who, everybody loves, especially this is a perfect opportunity. You've drafted, you've got three days until the season starts. Get on a text thread, or not even a thread. Well, maybe throw it out there on a text thread. You say, hey, I'm open for business. I'm looking, you know. And the one thing I'll say is don't, I don't like to telegraph. What I want to do, because when you telegraph what you want to do to your opponents, you're giving them a little bit of information that uh, may give them a slight edge. Don't tell them what you want to do. Just simply say, hey, I'm open for business and then explore every every possibility. Now, you should know what you want to add to your team at this point. If it's a second running back, you need to know that. But don't let your opponents know that that's what you're looking for. Try and create a situation where you can come to common terms on the, on a player that they may not think as highly of as you do. That's the way I would approach it. And again, before the season starts for these next couple days, you might find someone who's itching to make a move just because the season hasn't started. And they're like, I need to keep this fantasy football. You know, I need my fix, you know, like a junkie. You need it to keep it going. So go ahead and uh Pray on that fix, if you will. Send out a, a text to your buddies in your league. Get the whole thread going and say, hey, open for business. And then follow up individually with some guys who you think might have the pieces that you need. That's the way I would approach it. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, the best way to handle it right now a couple days before the season starts. I'm Jeff Meller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. You can also watch and uh, join the conversation on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Check us out there where you can watch the show, and you can also hit me up in the chat room there as well, and I'll do my best to answer your questions throughout the morning. Let's try Joe, who is in Arlington Heights. Hey, Joe, you're on ESPN 1000. How how you doing, man? Pretty good. Hey, I
0: I got his number one pick, 12-teamer, PPR. Okay. I just want to confirm that McCaffrey is still going to be my number one pick, and... If you uh, on your on your way back because it's uh, I'll have the uh, the next two picks you know yep. uh, or the last pick in a sec. What what route would you go if you chose uh, McCaffrey the first round?
1: All right, so yeah, in a typical snake draft, obviously, Joe. Yeah, you're going right. to have the 24th and 25th pick. And as I was just mentioning there, in the PPR format, Joey, I, I cannot tell you to take anybody else but McCaffrey. The only concern okay. is you know that he was banged up last year, but. Exactly. You know, like, and that's, look, it's football. I I think anybody who tells you, if I guess, let me reframe this. There's certain players who are currently injured, who if you want to shy away from, I can completely understand it because it's, you're not going to win your draft in the first round, but you can very likely lose it with the the wrong step. So if someone's a little bit skittish about Saquon Barkley, because, you know, he just completed his first contact practice, I can completely say, I get you, I understand it. But Christian McCaffrey, he's back, he's out there, he's at full strength, and it's football, right? So everybody's susceptible to a season-long injury. And if you play fantasy football long enough, you're going to be unfortunate enough where one of your first-round picks is going to go down, and there's not much you can do. In this scenario, Joe, the PPR format, Christian McCaffrey is so far above everybody else. I cannot, I can't give you a compelling argument not to take him. All you know, right. it's, it's like he's, uh, he's probably going to catch 100 to 115 passes. You know, he's in all likelihood going to score double digit touchdowns. And there's nobody else in the league who you can really feel comfortable is going to do that. The only guy who I'd be intrigued by, but again, the PPR scoring makes it, you know, moot is, is Derrick Henry because of his sheer volume. But in a PPR format, he just, his value takes too big of a hit. So then the question becomes, all right, Joe, so now you're looking at in the second round, what are you going to do around 24 or 25 and it really depends on which running backs for you are going to be off the ba- off the board sure. i would say this if i've seen clyde edwards alaire fall to the third round now he, you know every draft's a little bit different it depends on how your league's value running backs but if clyde right. if clyde edwards alaire falls to the second round for you there with either those you know either the second or third round pick there i personally would have a hard time passing him because he's kind of in that range for me where the running he's the drop off for you know where the running backs really take a right. huge you know blow after him where I don't feel comfortable going with anybody else after that point but if he's on the board I'd certainly be targeting him and then it's a matter of all right do you you know who's the best wide receiver on the board personally around that spot I'm generally looking at someone like Terry McLaurin Keenan Allen and that's a, that's what the assumption that Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf are already gone. If if right. Met, if either Metcalf or Jefferson are there, I'd snatch them out without hesita- you know, snatch them up without hesitation.
0: So uh, one more question, yeah. if you got it, please. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got? Um, now I'm not big on it. I can't handle it. I don't do it. I don't draft quarterbacks early. Mm-hmm. Would it be would it Would it be a dumb idea to hit Patrick Mahomes up the third round?
1: No, listen. I can make the argument for why you can do it. I will say though, it you really, I've done it, and it depends on the league. You have to know your league mates. If they're if they're pretty sharp, you know, and you don't have you know four or five guys in the league who you always kind of chuckle or snicker to yourself when they make picks. If you don't have an overwhelming number of those guys in your league, and you, you everybody comes out with a pretty solid team, it's not that Mahomes won't be solid. You know, he'll be good. But the truth is, the difference between Patrick Mahomes. In the third round, and someone like Russell Wilson in the in the fifth, sixth, or seventh, or maybe right. even, even even like Matthew Stafford, who I love Joe this year in in Los oh, Angeles, yeah. like you can just pile up, you know, the solid second running back, a couple of wide receivers, and then you just plug in the quarterback. But I will say this, Joe: it's not it's not crazy. They want to say, you know what? I think the Chiefs are more are closer to replicating what Mahomes did when he threw fifty touchdown passes. If you really feel like they're back to that stage, then you know what? You you won't go wrong drafting Patrick Mahomes. You just have to understand that the likelihood of them doing that, it's probably a little remote. It's more likely he's going to be, you know, around the 40 touchdown range, you know, and 4500 yards as opposed to the 5050 if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just hard for me to pick up quarterback that early. So yeah, no, and <laughs> I think I think I actually I believe it or not, like you said, I actually laugh at the people that do that because it gives me a, a better chance to get a better receiver or running back.
1: Exactly, and that's the thing, Joe. And thanks for the call this morning. I do appreciate it. This is the fantasy football show. Everybody, you can't go wrong having Patrick Mahomes on your fantasy team if you're if you're scooping him up in the third round. And I will say, especially in that particular spot, we have already got a guy like McCaffrey on your team who gives. Unfortunately, this year, as long as he's healthy, whoever gets the first pick with McCaffrey in a PPR scoring format, they get a huge advantage. That's just the truth of the matter, Joe. And so the more I talk it through, I will say, if you could pair McCaffrey and Mahomes, listen, you know you could potentially have the two best players at their position in, in fantasy. That's a huge advantage. If you do that, the only thing is then you have to, I would say, go ahead and attack Wide receiver, because that's probably where you're going to be a little bit weaker. You're going to have to attack wide receiver in volume in the middle rounds. And uh, you know what? Why don't we address that next? Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that.
0: Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, Never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller.
1: on twitch follow us at espn 1000 chicago make sure you're there you can watch every show on espn 1000 live on twitch and you can also join the conversation there or of course download the espn chicago app when you're driving around or just walking around with your earbuds in great way to listen to the station i'm jeff meller this is the fantasy football show here with you every sunday morning during the football season Getting things kicked off at 8 a.m., 8 to 9 a.m. We will have all of the fantasy football information you need, all the latest injury news, all the lineup decisions you need to make. I will be here with you every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., just like today. So make sure you make it your appointment for every Sunday morning when you wake up. And and if you missed it, I will be hosting our points bet sportsbook pregame show with Dion miller this year starting at 10 a.m or well i say starting at 10 a.m two hours before every bears game so most mornings it will be 10 to noon Dion and i will be breaking down the bears matchup for the day but since the bears next sunday start things off against the rams on sunday night football we will be with you a little bit earlier as soon as the white Sox game wraps up Next Sunday, Dion Miller and myself will be here for your Bears-Rams pregame coverage. So make sure you're here with us for that as well. All right, let's uh, go out to North Riffer's side and say good morning to Carmen. Carm, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, bud?
0: Miller, you I need doing? help. I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a 12-man league. It's PPR. Okay. And I'm 12th in the draft. What am I going to do? How, do? how do I survive?
1: So... And it's unfortunate because, you know, you always like to I personally like to be a little more creative when I do have a pick like that and I try and think outside the box. But what I'll say, Carm, is that I would have a very difficult time not grabbing the best two running backs on the board because in a 12 man league, which what I find is that, you know, after 15 and 16, after 15 or 16 running backs are gone, the rest of it. Like I don't have a strong opinion about players I like in those middle rounds, so I like in the spots that I've been in, Karma, I haven't had the twelfth pick yet, but I've run some mock drafts with that with that spot, and I've picked in the in the tenth and eleventh spot. And I personally, I'm I'm eyeing up guys in particular, like I'd be at Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Gibson. I'd be looking at trying to grab two of those four running backs. And I would think based on current ADP, Karm, you should be able to get two of those guys. Because for the most part, you're seeing McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara coming off the board. Zeke, Henry, Aaron Jones, those guys should all be gone, right? Devontae right. Adams usually sneaks in there at that point. And then at, then we're talking like about somewhere in that area, those four running backs that I just mentioned should have come off the board. Also, I would think Jonathan Taylor has a high likelihood of being drafted in that vicinity as well. I personally am not as big a believer in Jonathan Taylor right now. The you know they're dealing with a lot of injuries. They have the Carson Wentz saga. Like I, I know people just assume, oh, sometimes the quarterback it'll be better for the running back because they'll lean more heavily on him. But the truth is you want to in fantasy, you want to find guys on good offenses. And I'm concerned that the Colts offense won't be as good as some people think it could be, which will hinder ultimately Jonathan Taylor's ability to to, you know, pile up big fantasy points for you. So, but maybe you're lucky and fortunate, Carmen, that someone, one of your league mates is going to buy into the Jonathan Taylor hype. He finished strong. He had a couple of very big weeks to let the end of the year against some, you know, lackluster defenses, in my opinion. And so maybe someone will buy into the hype, grab Jonathan Taylor, and knock one of those other running backs down a few pegs. So for me, it's Chubb who I know some people are a little bit scared of because in PPR formats you got Kareem Hunt there. Chubb doesn't catch as many passes as some of the better running backs, but what I will say is that the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, their offensive line is one of the best in the league and Chubb's numbers last year despite missing, I think it was 4 games, were excellent. You know, so if you factor in if he can stay healthy, I think Nick Chubb is going to be he may not be the top player in PPR formats. Because he's not going to catch as many passes. But I think the touchdowns and rushing yards will be there, Carm. So I think he's a nice value if he's still there in the twelve spot. And like I said, Najee Harris and Saquon Barkley. Those are two guys who I really like as well. Najee Harris. I, I think the Steelers, I'm, I, now they're the, conversely, to the Browns, Carm, they are, they don't, I don't trust their offensive line necessarily. But what I do trust is that basically whenever the Steelers have a healthy running back in the backfield, for fantasy purposes, whether it's Le'Veon Bell or even you know more recently James Connor when he was healthy, they give you a productive fantasy football running back. And I think okay, so- I, I think Najee Harris, Carm, next year is going to be a guy who will be a top five pick in most fantasy football leagues.
0: So being twelfth, mm-hmm. when when should I jump on a quarterback?
1: Uh, you know, I was mentioning it with the previous caller. You, you know, I, I don't feel the need, Carm, to really have to do it i think everybody wants that stud quarterback right but i personally looking at the field like i'm in love with matthew stafford and where he's going he's generally being picked like around the 11th quarterback off the board the way i approach it is look through the quarterbacks and designate okay i like this guy i like uh you know i'd be fine if he was my starting quarterback for instance so right now on espn's cheat sheet matthew stafford is the 12th quarterback for them i personally would love to have Matthew Stafford after about seven guys are off the board, or maybe eight. I guess after Mahomes, Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Those eight I have above Matthew Stafford. But the great thing about Matthew Stafford is that you can probably get him easily in the seventh, eighth, ninth round. Again, you have to kind of watch as the draft unfolds, Carm. But if if the quarterbacks you know aren't flying off the board, and you still have a couple... On your cheat sheet that you like, don't feel the pressure to go ahead and take them. But once you're only down to like two or three good quarterbacks that you would like starting, that's when you pull the trigger because you sitting in the snake spot at, you know, in the 12th spot there, you're going to watch 24 picks or, you know, 22 guys go by before you get to make your next selection. So the one thing you always have to be cognizant of when you're picking at the back or the back of a round is just understand that, if any run happens, you're going to be on the outside looking in, right? So right. try and get ahead of it. And so again, Matthew Stafford at this, I love his, his spot. The great thing about quarterbacks too is I know a lot of people out there will say, don't draft two quarterbacks. I vehemently disagree with that strategy. Here's why. There's usually plenty of quarterbacks who are in the 18, 19, 20 range in terms of where they're drafted in fantasy drafts who end up hitting, who end up being very serviceable quarterbacks. I think what you want to do is identify the quarterbacks in, in the later spots that you like and, and snag them as a backup, knowing that you can release one down the road. But don't be, you know, you want to make sure that you get the guy that you like, that you've identified is a good, a good backup quarterback who could, who could go off and be one of those starting 12 that you feel comfortable with, comfortable with during the year. But like I, I, like I said, I vehemently disagree with saying, Oh, I'm not taking two quarterbacks. That's just, it's, it's, it's too easy a pick. And what ends up happening, Carm, and thanks for the call this morning. I do appreciate it. What ends up happening is that throughout the season, if you're in a competitive league, you're, half the team that you drafted is not going to be on your roster when the season ends. When it wraps up, you're not going to have half the players that you drafted, believe it or not. We're talking if you draft 16 players, there's a good chance that if you're going to be a winning championship team, eight of those guys will be gone. Most of them in all likelihood will be like your last four or five picks and then you'll sprinkle in a couple who were maybe injured and lost for the year who were earlier picks but the truth is that you're not going to win your fantasy football league in or on draft day you're going to you're going to hopefully put yourself in good position to win it but you're going to have to do the work and you're going to have to make sure that you're on top of free agent additions and injuries are a part of the game so you're not just going to be able to skate by unless you're very very fortunate and that really just doesn't happen for most fantasy football players out there. You don't, even though we're all aspiring for the perfect draft, the truth is that most of us don't complete it. And you're going to have to do the work by making sure that you're on top of free agency throughout the year. But don't worry. That's why we're here for you. The fantasy football show every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., taking your calls and talking about what you need to know about fantasy football. All right. One more segment to go before Hanley and Xander take over. Dan, Rick, I see you guys. A couple more uh, couple more questions as well via Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Mello. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Make sure that uh, you hit me up there or, again, 312-332-3776. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Mellon. listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means.
0: Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN.
1: I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us.
0: That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2.
1: just a little bit getting you ready for the football season the fantasy football season of course everything starts on thursday as the bucks host the dallas cowboys the nfl season begins cannot wait i'm jeff meller here with you for about 10 more minutes before hanley and Xander take over or do you say Xander and hanley either works I'm Jeff Meller, though, and uh, taking and finishing up here with your calls on fantasy football. And again, with you every Sunday morning during the football season. So make sure that you lock it in as your appointment listening. If you need to get your fantasy football lineup set, I will be with you every Sunday morning, helping you get yourself a victory that Sunday and hopefully a fantasy football championship. Let's gonna go on out to Arlington Heights and say good morning to Dan. Danny, what's up? Hey, Miller, I got a quick question. Yeah. So I've got a really inexperienced, uh, but I think promising, young wide receiver core on my team. I think Cooper Cup is going to be my, my week in, week out. But I'm working with Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. Devonta Smith, and then both Chennault and Shark. So how do I go about playing them every week? So do you need three starters, Dan, for the most part? Uh, I'm probably going to need two and then a flex in, bet- uh, in between on some week. All right. So, yeah, you're. I mean, Cooper Cup, you're locking him in. And, oh, quick follow-up, PPR or standard? Half PPR. Half PPR. Okay. So any ha- any type of, you know, points for PPR for me locks Cooper Cup in because I think he's going to see huge volume. The half-point PPR, though, does change things up a little bit because I'm, I love Ayuk. He's a very explosive player. The one thing, though, is that I do think Debo Samuel is maybe being, you know, I don't want to say diminished, but like diminished in terms of where he's being drafted. I don't think I don't know if people kind of forgot of how good he was his rookie season and because he was, you know, injured a lot last year. I think I, and Debo Samuel could very well be interchangeable. And I think actually George, George Kittle will see the most catches on the 49ers roster when all is said and done this year, so long as he's healthy. But Ayuk is explosive, so he's someone who I would look at to be, like, locked into your flex spot. What concerns me about Devontae Smith, Dan, is, you know, I'm not a huge believer in Jalen Hurts. And, look, the truth is that you don't need to make any decisions right now. I think initially for the beginning of the season, I would, you know, I would say, all right, for me, I'm probably going to lock in. uh, Cup, like I said, will be locked in, and then I would probably go Ayuk and Smith to begin the season but what I will say is that I would I would have no problem having a quick hook with Devonte Smith because if Jalen Hurts doesn't show me what you know a a little bit more improvement in the passing game, I would be concerned about using Devontae Smith until they you know make the change and maybe go to Gardner Minshew if that makes sense, Dan. Yep. Yeah. Totally. And and, and listen, it's one of those things too, Dan, that again, thanks for the call. It's going to be a little bit matchup dependent as well as we go throughout the season. So no need to make any huge decisions, you know, and be stuck to them all year long. That's why I will be here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to take those type of calls, you know, term, uh, depending on which team that player happens to be, to be playing that week. Let's head on out to Romeoville and say hello to Rick. Hey, Rick.
0: Hey, how you doing? Kid um, Man, PPR, Full Point League. I have the second pick, and I also have a keeper in James Robinson in the sixteenth round. So my question is, strategically, mm-hmm. should I be drafting um, two running backs in the first three picks, or should I be drafting just one, knowing I got James Robinson in the sixteenth? Mm-hmm. And side question: I am really leaning towards Kamara over Dalvin Cook for the second pick, and I know that's not popular. Love to get your thoughts
1: on that. Yeah, and the, listen, as long Rick, as long as you're not taking, as long as you're not leaving. McCaffrey on the board, I'm perfectly fine in a PPR format going ahead and taking Camara. He, without Michael Thomas, too, and this is something I didn't have time to get into, but without Michael Thomas on the field for at least the first five weeks, he's on PUP. They've got the buy-in week six, so theoretically the earliest he would be able to return would be the Saints' sixth game of the season. Without him on the field, Camara, I think, is essentially close to a lock for 100 catches when as long as he's healthy. And again, you cannot go ahead and assume health, but as long as he is healthy and beginning the season with Camara, I think I'm perfectly fine, Rick, going ahead and grabbing Camara over Delvin Cook. I have no issues with that. Then the question is, you've got James Robinson. That's awesome to have him in the 16th round, especially unfortunately for Travis Etienne owners out there if you drafted early, that's kind of why you want to wait till this week if you can to draft. Without Travis Etienne there, James Robinson, I think, goes right back to being the lead back. And just by the virtue of getting him so late in your draft, you've got a nice little boon. So I think you let the draft come to you. I certainly would be looking at which running backs are on the board, Rick, in that when when your second pick comes around, And I'd be considering them. But it depends. You know, I mentioned earlier at the start of the show, I personally feel like there's a drop-off after Clyde Edwards-Alaire in terms of most standard rankings. And so if all those running backs happen to be gone, then don't force it. Don't take somebody who doesn't deserve to be slotted there. But if one of those better running backs is still on the board, and or maybe there's three of those guys still left on the board, and then you can go ahead and snag your wide receiver— wait till the third round and then go ahead and grab the running back. So you just got to think through all the possibilities and I have no problem at all. I do like to personally, if you can make it happen, getting three good running backs that you can trust because again, attrition, it's just a part of the game Uh, quickly before we wrap things up, let's try Jerry who's in Chesterton. Hey Jerry, I got about uh, 90 seconds. What's up?
0: Hi, how you doing? In our league, we can play. We have to play one running back and one wide receiver. The rest can be three more wide receivers or three more running backs or however you want to do it. So, mm-hmm. Do you believe you should take a stud running back in the first round
1: and then go with wide receivers? or? Yeah, so in, in real, is it a PPR or a standard, Jerry? Oh, yeah, yeah, Half yeah. point PPR. Oh, yeah. All right, so listen, it gives you a little bit of flexibility. I like leagues like that, too, because, again, the emphasis on, you know, bell cow running backs, they, they're – there for the most part, you see every running back rotation in the league has a couple of guys, not just one. But what it does, Jerry, is it really does mean that the studs, the guys that you know are going to see you know huge numbers of carries and and receptions, those guys are hard to pass on. So I would yes, be leaning heavily towards taking one of those stud running backs if possible. But what it does is it gives you a little bit of flexibility to maybe wait until the second round if you think somebody like Najee Harris will fall to the second round. Listen... Najee Harris, I just think, is going to see huge volume for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They really don't have anybody else in that backfield. And as long as he's healthy, they drafted him in the first round for a reason. So I think, you, you know, you have a little bit of flexibility there, Jerry. And the good thing is you don't have to find a second running back. That's probably the biggest benefit. All right, guys, out of time today, but again, Make it a habit. Every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., I'll be here, with, uh, here for you during the football season. So make sure you're here on ESPN 1000. We will, uh, have all the latest fantasy information that you need. I'm Jeff Meller. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M E L L E R. Stick around. Brian Hanley, Mark Zander up next here on ESPN 1000.